success very rare um well thank you guys all for joining i think we're still waiting on mag but you know i typically expect him to join things five ten minutes late so uh on his time we're still a little early uh so we can probably just go ahead and get started um so we wanted to put this space together to mark a huge milestone for Station Wallet, which is the launch of, of their V3 and mark a huge milestone in the partnership between uh, Skip and Station since the Skip API, which is our interop platform, powers uh, big components of Station. And we wanted to take this chance just to kind of like reflect and think about where we've come from in terms of cross-chain UX and where we're at right now, what are the things that are great now? What are the things that still suck? What are the things that Station and Skip are, are working on next? Um, and talk about where we're going. So with that background, maybe we can do quick intros. Uh, Chris, why don't you start? Sorry, one sec. Mouthful of food. Okay. Yeah, I'm Chris Amani. I'm the um, CEO of TFL. Very simple, very straightforward. Michael, what about you? Hey, thanks much. Uh, I'm Mike, and uh, I'm the engineering lead on the uh, station team. That's great. Uh, and whoever is behind the station, yeah, do you want to introduce yourself as well? Yeah, this is Steven Sweetie on the internet, uh, and I am the product marketer. Uh, in charge of doing marketing for Station Wall. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you guys all for joining. Um, I'm Barry. For those of you who don't know me, I'm one of the co-founders at Skip. We are an app chain infrastructure company, uh, basically dedicated to trying to make app chains the number one place for incredible developers to build protocols and make them easier for users to use. Skip API is one of our products. It's the leading interop platform for Cosmos today, supports Ethereum, uh, ETH2s, and the Slash ecosystem as well as Cosmos. And we're big fans of the station team. And so I guess just to kind of kick things off, uh, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about um, kind of what you think I mean when I say cross-chain UX. It's something that gets talked about a lot, but what does that actually mean to you guys at Station? How, how do you guys define it? Um, and 
what is what does good cross-chain UX look like versus bad cross-chain UX? Uh, sure. Uh, well, <laughs> I could start off on my side. Um, I don't know. To me, a, a good cross-chain UX uh, would be to give the user an experience uh, cross zones uh, within a Cosmos zone as if they're on a single zone, and the user should be aware if they want to know, you know, uh, what's happening behind the scenes. But at the same time, the experience of the user should feel like they're on the same chain uh, and not skipping around to different chains or different zones. Uh, we'd like them to feel like from the asset perspective, from the transaction history perspective and all of that, we'd like the user to feel like they're not, you know, that it's no different from, you know, passing blocks on the exact same chain rather than being on different chains. Yeah, I can add as well. You know, I think when we when we think about designing station and enterprise and any other applications we might be working on, we, we want them to feel as much like, you know, a web two application as possible, right? Without, again, like Mike said, there are different trust assumptions. And so everything is not the same and you should be aware of kind of where your assets sit and, you know, the, the, it's riskier, obviously, than, than your typical Web2 application. So there needs to be some transparency there. But, you know, I, I think about like how up until now, and I think we're at a big turning point and inflection point, you know, like using a protocol, you have to bridge over and you have to bridge over in a certain way. You have to follow a specific route and then only then can you interact with the protocol that you want to interact with. I mean, it's just insane. I, I always liken it to like, what if you had to wire money to Amazon uh, before you could buy something? It's, it's absurd. And so I always try to think about it in the, that context. Um, and I think like the first and easiest way to, to, like the simplest UX UI problem to solve then is to just kind of like eliminate the denom problem and let people understand, you know, have a, have an asset that that represents the logical asset, not like the technical asset. So whether it's USDC or or Luna or or any other asset, you know, just the first step that we want to try to accomplish with enterprise and station is to abstract away the concept that these are are different technical. These are technically. Um, different things and just let people interact directly. And so um, for example, we're working with a project right now. Now that we have the abstraction and, and the state that it's in, um, we're working with a project on Terra now that will just automatically recognize. Like if you're trying to use WBTC, it'll just automatically use in the same APIs that Station uses to consolidate those balances. It'll automatically just recognize that um, you have WBTC. It doesn't matter where it is. We'll get it in. Um, but the front end will just abstract all of that away from you so that you don't have to worry about bridging or, you know, doing the equivalent motion that you would consider like wiring your money to Amazon to use there um, to buy something on their site. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, we think about things super similarly um, with the skip API. Our goal. You, we might be having a couple of technical you guys still issues. Hear me? Um, I think Barry and I are both joining from the same account. I'm just checking on that. Can you guys hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. Well, cool. sorry. 
was having some okay. technical difficulties there. Uh, Barry, would you be um, able to join from so, your own account? Because it's like I was like saying, I've our goal with this Kube API was first to make Cosmos feel like one chain. And to your point, Mike, like none of the engineering leads at Skip like it when I say that because they're like, well, you know, we don't exactly want to make it feel like one chain because we also want to have this this property where there are differences in security assumptions and we want users to be able to drill down and and see that and understand that and i'm like yeah, yeah, yeah i get that but like <laughs> really like at the end of the day for most people we just want it to feel like one chain and as long as we protect them we make it so that people can access those security assumptions it's it's a good start and for us like you know i think it starts by making cosmos feel like one chain because IBC is everywhere and it's quite easy to use compared to lots well, of other bridges, but we really want to just make it uh, so right, that no matter what chain you're on, um, no matter where your money is, you can basically could, go anywhere and do anything. You guys remind easily. me and exactly our goal we're chatting about right before this. Developers oh, hold on. Those experiences. Oh, everybody stop. Yes. We got two people on the Skip protocol account right now, and I don't think either of <laughs> you can hear the other. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, whomever joined second, I guess, or or somebody. Yeah, we definitely um, heard all of that about, you know, I think you put it much more elegant, elegantly than I did, which is that all of Cosmos feels like one chain. Um, so, yeah, we heard all of that, but then there was someone else kind of uh, stepping over it a little bit who I don't, I don't believe can hear anything. Okay, I think we have it sorted. Can you guys Excellent. hear me okay? Yep. Mag's still hear trying you. to talk. I can cool. hear you. Okay, great. Um, so. Yeah, that that's definitely the goal. I'm I'm curious, Chris, from your perspective, like what were the biggest things that you guys introduced in this big V3 upgrade where you guys are really going cross-chain that worked towards that vision? Oh gosh, I mean like even the simple thing, and this was already in station before, but um God, the idea that like you go in a in a wallet and have to chain select to see the assets that are associated. Um, with that wallet, right? Versus just consolidating the view. That's a very simple thing. Um, I know like the data indexing um, backend part of it's a, a pain. Uh, but yeah, just so like when you go into station, if you have Luna in multiple places, you just see all of your consolidated Luna balances with an indicator that allows you to, you know, see where it is. Um, you know, prior to that, like when I, when I put station in, I like found dust. And, and sometimes like meaningful, not like, like super meaningful, but um, you know, amounts of tokens that I had in different places that I had just completely forgotten about. Um, so that's the first thing. It's just like, a, a, we call it a token-centric view of the world. There's probably a better way to put it instead of a chain-centric view of the world where, you know, the token is the primary, is like the primary key and then chains are like secondary keys. And I believe we're the only wallet in Cosmos that has that defaults to that view where you just see a, a token balance across all of the different chains. I, I mean, there's a ton of them. I mean... I had kind of stopped going cross-chain, you know, after the last, um, after the bear market, I had stopped going cross-chain because every time I would bridge to another chain, I, like in my mind, if you're in the US, I'm like, oh God, now I got to download that chain history. And I got to like combine like the outgoing transaction on one chain with an inbound transaction on another chain. Um, and like, I believe, I believe it. And someone should definitely correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not trying to say anything about other wallets that incorrectly here. Uh, but I believe that there aren't even like full transaction histories um, cross chain. And so if like we're going into a world where a lot of this stuff is going to be abstracted away and, and the complex transactions are going to involve, you know, multiple skips, no pun intended, 
Um, you know, I think, but your wallet only has a transaction history for like a portion of those skips or a portion of the stops on that way, or it doesn't like consolidate all of those into one logical transaction. Like you initiated, you know, you initiated a send on one chain and you wanted to, uh, you wanted a different token to arrive on a different chain. And, and you don't really, you need to, you need to be aware of like the seven things that happened in between. But if your transaction history doesn't show that for you, I mean, that's to me, it's not even usable. Like that's not a, like, that's not even a feature. It's not a logical feature to me. Um, and, and so like just those simple things, it feels like I get frustrated a lot, not just in Cosmos, um, actually super bullish Cosmos, because what I see, like what you guys have done, what all of the people who have worked in Cosmos who have been working on IBC have done is it's just incredible. I think we're at a major inflection point, but I do get frustrating that like, like I'll pick up, you know, I'll pick up my podcast feed and it's like layer two scaling solution number 75. Um, but I can't get a transaction history, a cross-chain transaction history where I can just like tell what happened a week ago. Um, so it's just like solving, yeah. like, it feels like there's so many just like basic things that we've all just become immune to because we've been in the space so long that we just deal with it that are, that are unacceptable. Um, and those are just a few, a few of the things, but I, I do like, when I sit there and talk about what's wrong, I do want to just acknowledge what's right. And I think it's mostly right in the Cosmos ecosystem and, and all these teams that have been developing and like playing this long game, not just chasing like the new shiny object, but playing a long game of IBC development and the work that Skip has done um, with API on top of that. Um, I just think like what, what like station, it's my own product. So of course I'm going to say this. It's just, it's just, it's made Station a pleasure to use to be able to plug into the Skip API and just avoid so many pitfalls and just frustrating moments. Um, and so, yeah, that that's 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 a little bit of my rant on it. Um, so those are the things we're really proud of, right? Like your token balance just consolidated. You don't have to go search for where your tokens are. Um, transaction histories are cross chain, and they're going to get even better with the Pulsar integration, like where you have like these logical groupings that are easy to kind of expand into and, and see the details on statuses um, all the way across. We still have kind of like a little countdown timer so that you know you're, you have a pending transaction going, which I think is a nice little touch, the little yellow indicator that a transaction's in process. Um, I'm gonna keep ranting for a little bit because there are a lot of features I like. I, I, uh, I was giving the team an example a couple of days ago. Um, over the weekend, I was doing some transactions and it, it like you guys introduced this concept of safe transactions, right? Or, or there was something you guys, you guys wrote up that was really interesting and that really resonated with us because we were, that was like kind of our design philosophy. And so like in 10 minutes, I, I probably was trying to do, or let's say 15 minutes, I was trying to do like 10 transactions. Um, and I was able to avoid so many pitfalls that would have cost me hours of time. The first thing was I was trying to send... USDC to from Teradosmosis and Station was able to like, you know, um, oh, it was able to like flag like you do not want to send this straight across. You want to bridge. You want to go through Axelar first, or you're going to get stranded. Um, I got. I would have presumably been stranded on Osmosis and Axelar, um, each within about a five minute period. Um, but Station was able to use the Skip API to allow you know our version of fee abstraction. It's not like it's basically like like a top up built into the workflow, but the fee abstraction was able to I was able to like do exactly what I wanted to accomplish without worrying about how I was gonna now go get an you know a fraction of an Axelar token. You know, those are the things that I think have just we're really proud of. 
I mean, I talk a big game about Sation and I know it's kind of, of course, you're going to love your own product, but I just, every day I use it, it just reminds me like how many pitfalls there are um, when, when kind of moving around all of these different chains and, and having an application that can at least just alert you to them and prevent you from doing them when you're in a rush. Um, you know, we think that's the first step, but there are many more to go. And this is supposed to be about Station, but Enterprise is a good example of this as well. It just completely abstracts away the chain. You're just creating a DAO. You know, and you can create it from anywhere. You can vote from anywhere. You can stake from anywhere. Um, it just looks like a Web two application from that perspective. So, yeah, there's my little yeah, marketing yeah. I pitch. mean, uh, we it's it's funny. We we started building this Kube API um, a year ago because we did this uh, team offsite with a lot of the folks at Skip. And for those who don't know, you know. We built a lot of deep Cosmos tech. I mean, the, the interop platform is a great example of it, but we're also super deep contributors to uh, the Cosmos SDK and IBC, and we've built uh, a lot of uh, MEV infrastructure as well. And so we're like, we're like pretty familiar <laughs> with how a lot of this stuff works. Um, and we did a little exercise where we gave everybody some money uh, on we gave everybody some ETH on Ethereum. We asked them to bridge into Cosmos and we assigned each person a chain to go and use it. And to your point, Chris, like within, first of all, it took everybody like 30 minutes to try to figure out even what to do and where to go and <laughs> how the hell to make it all work. And then within an hour, nine out of the 10 folks were stranded on the wrong chain with the wrong token, like completely <laughs> unable to do anything. And these were people who like, had contributed to Tendermint. You know, it's like, these are the people yeah. who should know. Like, we should know. And then we were like, huh, we're spending all this time, like, solving these deep technical problems that are super important. But, like, if we don't actually also work on giving developers the tools to solve some of the higher level UX problems, then uh, we're not going to be in a position where uh, any of that really matters. Which is a lot of the story behind this Skip API. Um, yeah, and, and I appreciate that because I think you guys are solving, I, I think that this has been a really good match because you're still solving complicated technical challenges. They're just top complicated. It's just not the same complicated technical challenges that everyone, and to me, it's the harder problems, right? Or else there'd be 700 other teams doing it. Like there are with like giving you the ability to launch a new blockchain. Um, and so, yeah, it's been, it's been really helpful for us. Incredibly helpful. We, we couldn't have pulled it off. Like we had this vision, we kind of set out on it. We had about halfway there and we were like, oh my gosh, we need some help. And we got really lucky when we found Skip API. Yeah, we we, we think of ourselves as uh, IBC janitors. <laughs> that's, we're trying to solve like the boring problem so other people can build the stuff that's super easy to use. The dirty work, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, I know, Mike, are you having trouble hearing me or can you... Can you hear me? I know you were having some issues before. Uh, he's still having some issues, but he's... Yeah, I'm going to rejoin with my phone. Like, I can hear literally everybody except for Skip. Uh, rookie mistake. Uh, <laughs> rookie okay. mistake. The, the, the man can launch rockets into space. He cannot make space. For the other engineers here. on here, I don't install anything on my phone. So they understand. <laughs> I see. I understand. I get it. Just a test. Can you guys hear me now? Separately from Barry? 
I hear you perfectly I can. fine. Yeah. Oh my God. Finally. Gee, so so we both have delegated account access to Skip and it was just messing everything up. So I'm happy to be here. Thanks everybody. Sorry for the craziness. I was gonna give you guys I would I was going to ask you, are you sharing passwords without like two-factor authentication? Because that, that's pretty risky, but no, okay. You've had delegated access. Yeah. I mean, Barry and I have essentially yeah. merged in the yeah. same person over the years, but. Uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was going to say, you're finally your own, you're finally your own man. Sweet. So yeah. So I, I apologize. I mean, um, if somebody else who's not hosting could ask the same question, I'll, I'll be happy to, uh, to speak, but uh, I just can't hear the official skip account and I'm trying to log in with my phone, but I don't want to hold everybody up. Cool. Um, Mag, I'm, I'm curious, you know, because we, we came to a lot of this stuff, you know, uh, through an unusual path, through a lot of the MEV work that we've soon. done and, and, and the deep technical work that we've done. And a lot of people, they kind of like jump the gun on UX stuff and they're like, oh, well, there you know, you, uh, intense solve this. Live? I can't hear him. Can you guys hear him? Oh gosh, I think yeah, Mag. I think we can hear you. Uh, you and Barry can't hear each other. Oh, okay. It's not just me. All right, screw this. I'm going on mute. <laughs> okay, Barry. I think I don't know if you could hear that, but yeah. Mag's no, going on mute, and we're good to go. Okay. I can hear them. Um, that's unfortunate. Um, well, I guess Chris. Then another question for you. Uh, since we can't get spaces to work correctly is I'm curious how much like you think this stuff really matters. You know, I think some people think like crypto's big problem is that it's too hard to use. And other people think crypto's big problem is that there aren't enough good reasons to use it. And I think the same could be said about Cosmos in particular. Um, how do you think about that? Like with station, with, with, with Terra, you know, and TFL and the rest of it, like between those two. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think both things are equally true. Unfortunately, I think there's not enough good reasons to use it. And even if there were, um, it's too hard. Um, and someone, I think, again, this goes back to my frustration and I'm using like the same example over and over that like, if so many really smart people in this space, um, and you know, we're still like, like I, I pick up my podcast feed and we're still debate. It's like the 17th debate on modular versus a monolith or whatever. We're like, we're still talking about the same stuff and it's just not what matters to me. Right. Like we figured out how to launch more blockchains. Um, IBC has figured out how to safely bridge assets between the blockchain. Skip is abstracting away the worst pain points of all of that. And, and I, I like, again, I'm super bullish that we're an inflection point and that it's, you know, with, by the end of the year, um, we'll be building different types of applications. Um, but, I, you know, someone has to, to build something that's functionally useful um, and that has some, um, you know, some sustainable method of attracting, attracting users without, you know, overpaying for them. And so, um, like, I think th those are both challenges that we feel like we want to tackle um, and that we want applications on Terra to tackle. Oh gosh, I got muted. Can you guys hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah, I think I think I think with Station, if you're if you're using some of our applications between Station and Enterprise, you know, I, I did my Cosmosverse presentation, and I kind of hinted that we had a very like specific perspective on how we could build things better that would be more useful, more usable. 
And so those are kind of both of the things that we're trying to tackle. And I think if you're if you use stationing to use enterprise now, you'll you'll get an understand you'll get an understanding of like the perspective we have on what the UX and UI should feel like, and that like the unique abilities we bring to the table to build those types of products. Um, given you know some of our team's experience on Web two, um, and like deep understanding of crypto combined, and I think the next step is like. What are the super useful applications that are going to bring a lot of users and actually make their lives? It's got to like make their lives meaningfully better, right? Like the alternative to 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 exit the existing financial system and go to a new one. Um, it's like it, it's it, you know my neighbor, um, who has three kids and works ten hours a day and then has to cook dinner and all that. Like they're not going to exit that system for our system if it's you know fifteen percent better. Um, and I think there are definitely like components of UX that'll help that, but even like the slickest UX isn't going to get them to come in, right? And so I think the next big challenge for Terra and, and for crypto generally is like, what is the use case that matters? I think a lot of the, I think a lot of the stuff, like I don't understand the tokenomics behind it, but I think a lot of the deep end stuff, I think that's what it's called, right? That you see happening on Solana is really interesting. Or I think Akash is an example of that as well. Again, I don't know how, like how the pricing works out or whether the tokenomics are are sustainable. Um, but that's really interesting to me. Um, and then I think some of the stuff that we're working on as well with regards to identity and um, labor markets and like trying to bring commerce on chain um, can be helpful as well. Yeah, I think um, those are the two areas. Those are the two areas where I like we we think we have um, an idea and like a proof of concept for how we can build something super useful. Those sound really cool to me. Um... I also think like part of just to your point about um, like integrating, uh, you know, with like real world flows or like real world people's lives. Um, one of the things that we've been thinking about and like we're curious about is, you know, the form factor of, let's say, this API uh, and also probably your wallet can easily be extended to sort of integrating with traditional like Web2 Rails. Right. So like, how could you do something like extend the API to have steps in the flow, just like you have steps in like a routing process that go through, you know, web two systems. So for example, you could have like Stripe integrated, right? So you buy something or maybe you, you have a flow where you, you know, have a certain token somewhere, it swaps into something, transfers USDC, and then Stripe takes it the rest of the way to actually buy a real world product, right? Or vice versa. Um, and sort of like figuring out ways to sort of join both Web3 and Web2 to make it kind of seamless. And I think that would be cool because you could sort of reduce the barrier to entry for folks getting into crypto to just make it like a seamless part of their process. So it doesn't really matter whether what they're buying or what they're using in terms of rail is Web2 or Web3. I think that would just be interesting to experiment with. And I'm curious if we could collab on something like that in the future. Like what if we what if we did a Stripe integration and like we used Terra Station Wallet to like, you know, buy a coffee, for example? Um, I think that'd be sick. Chris, can you hear any of that? I can hear you, Mag. Um, so the shoe is on the other foot now. I was able to hear both Mag and the host account now. <laughs> uh, Chris has been selected as the, <laughs> the one to be excommunicated for now. Mag, can you hear me? I guess that's a no. Yeah, we uh, well, be Mike, if you can hear me issues. now. I'm going to hop off the space. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, that's okay. No, um, um, you can hear just, me now, Mike? Yes, sir. Yep. Cool. 
So I'm curious, you know, you have an engineering background. Um, I'm sure this API was very helpful in solving a lot of the challenges that you guys needed to solve with the uh, Station Wallet's new version. But what were the really hard things that you wanted to do that you feel like you still can't do because the tech's not there? Hmm. That's an interesting question. Um, I would say some of the things, so swaps are really good. And I, and I think on the front end, you know, uh, the onus is on us to kind of uh, detect what the user wants to do. But I think there are some things that we can do uh, specifically with the API where right now, I guess, uh, gas rates would make it a little bit prohibitive to do certain like multi-hop uh, transactions. But one of the things I, I like to look into is like, let's say, for example, the the primary on-ramp uh, through Cato, um, Dina Montera is Axelar USDC. Uh, before sending that over to, let's say, I want to on on ramp directly onto Terra, send that USDC over to another network, Osmosis or something, to do a trade. I do have to send that back to Axelar first, and so I think one of the challenges right now is when some of the other chains don't exactly have some of the the uh, the same dependencies uh, in sync, like whether it's packet forward middleware whether it's their, uh, a specific implementation of uh, IBC hooks. I think that is kind of one of the challenges where it's, you know, we could just, you know, send, use packet forward middleware to forward along, but then right now we have to do uh, a swap, which that's still in the same, in the same realm. We still have to do like a multi-signed uh, transaction. And so on the wallet side, that's relatively easy because we can kind of front run. And while we have access to the, the key at the time to sign multiple messages, that does make it other challenging for other DAP integrations um, that don't necessarily have, you know, wallet access or, or private key access to sign messages. So um, I'd say that's probably the, the biggest challenge I would look at right now is how can we scale it while respecting, you know, the sovereignty of these individual chains and their ability to decide, you know, maybe they have a good philosophical reason why they don't want to implement, you know, uh, packet forward middleware or something like that. But be able to include them, um, but again, like I said, at the same time, respect their ability to choose what they want to have or not, and and kind of, you know, be able to grade which features are available based on that. Yeah, I think it's a it's a great point. Um, it's it, it, we're in this tricky position where like you, you can do all the stuff that you you want off-chain or as a wallet or with the skip api but we're limited at the end of the day by what chains choose to adopt or not and there's a lot of useful technologies that people like strange love and the ibc go team and other folks have built but if people aren't willing to have cosmosm on their chain or they're not willing to have these these middlewares uh, we're kind of out of luck at some point like you only do what the chain allows you to do um, the other thing, I, I'll, I'll throw one more thing in that I think is actually the biggest issue. Um, and then I've got to jump off because I have an appointment that I have to get into. Um, I think the biggest, like you guys are solving a lot of this, right? And, and when I think about things we want to do that we're not able to do now, I mean, most of it's just bandwidth and time, right? Like, can, can we have a 200 person team? Because there's still so much opportunity to build interesting stuff just on what's there now. But I think what's really going to hold cosmos back eventually is just how unreliable the infrastructure is whether it's relayers or <clears throat> nodes i mean you, you can build the perfect application but 
you know, even with the best of efforts, you know, our own team, we built our own infrastructure and it's better than using the public infrastructure. But even with like the best of efforts to keep track of every, imagine a hundred chains and you got to keep track of all of their updates and making sure the nodes are, are working. Um, and, and that, that's my biggest frustration right now is the team will grind through and just build exactly what we want to build, test it, no bugs. And you still can have a user experience issue that is completely out of your control. If someone can solve that, they're going to make a ton of money in this space. Like it, it, it isn't even performance anymore. It's just stability of the infrastructure and the relayers. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real pain in the ass. Uh, probably unsurprisingly, we're working on the relayer stability quite a bit internally right now and should have some exciting announcements about that coming in the next uh, month or two months. It's been a really big focus for us, especially as we've we've seen, I think from a, a slightly different perspective, right now, the Skip API is all about routing and planning, right? We help you give users a route from one chain and one token to another chain, another token, we track it, we make sure that we're giving them good denoms and not bad denoms. And there's it's really complicated exactly what that means under the hood. We do a lot of this work. We don't actually move the packets, right? We're still reliant on public um, relayers to do that. And similarly, we've seen, hey, we can give you like the perfect route, but at the end of the day, if the infrastructure isn't there to make sure that your data and your transactions and tokens move from one chain to another chain uh, within a few seconds, doesn't matter how good your routing infrastructure is. Uh, you, you're just on the hold for a, a bad user experience. And we've had tons of people come to us and say things like, hey, Skip API lost my money. What the heck? Like my money's gone. And we get these 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 requests from from uh, wallets users because we're in a bunch of the wallets. We get these requests from IBC funds users because um, we build IBC fund. We, we get them from all over the place. And every time we look into it, it's just like, no, actually your money is just stuck because there's an IBC timeout that someone needs to process. So that's been a real real pain for us oh yeah I, it's the same for my team because they get the message at like saturday night that like a quarter of my treasury just disappeared <laughs> but it's just like something's down uh, i'm glad you guys are working on that i think like if i could say one thing just like to the community is i hope you build whatever you build i hope it has a business model to it that people pay for and that we all just kind of acknowledge that transactions are essentially free on on cosmos and you know if we all pay an extra couple of cents to to fund this infrastructure like in the transaction or in some sustainable way that doesn't have development teams you know with their their hat out begging for money constantly that it's all going to be to our benefit um, um so i hope uh, yeah, I hope, yeah i hope you guys i, I will tara will be staunch supporters of, of you making you know making that sustainable for yourself and we're happy to pay our our fees on that whatever whatever special thing you have cooked up i said i was gonna i was gonna go i actually have to go now thanks so much um for having us on um i'll hand off to mike he's the one who actually built this whole thing um i just like to talk about it um and thanks so much for building this api um uh, because man just just even if it wasn't my product just like how much easier my life in Cosmos is with it. And then I've done this before on Twitter, but huge shout out to 
you know, all the teams that, that built IBC because, um, again, I think it's just, we're just at a major inflection point um, for UX, UI, and Cosmos. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Bye. Thanks, Chris. Uh, super nice to have you. So of the remaining speakers, who can hear me? Uh, I can. Okay, cool. Um, Jack showed up as well. Speaking of teams that have helped build IBC, the Strange Love team has done a ton of work there. So I just brought him up as a speaker. Um, I want to finish up the space in, in just, a, just a few minutes, but I think we, we kind of kick things off in a good way. And I'll ask this question to you as well, Jack, which is what's kind of your wish list for what are the next major breakthroughs and technologies that people work on to improve cross-chain UX? We've talked about one of them, which is kind of improved relayer reliability and uh, more sustainable relayer models, which I think is a big one. We hear this a lot. Um, but I'm curious, Mike, from you or, or Jack from, from you, oh, if he's still here, uh, what, what would that wish list look like? What, what else would be on it? Um, sure. Sorry. Uh, Jack, are you, uh, able to hear or? Speak? Yes. Uh, sorry. It was not a second ago. So I had to drop out and jump back on on my phone because apparently spaces on desktop still doesn't work. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so, um, I believe, uh, it was Barry was just asking us and just wanted to defer to you first, um, about kind of what of our, our wish lists of like, it's it's not quite there yet for the cross chain UX and kind of like uh, what are some of the pain points or wish list items that we're looking to uh, to kind of solve next? Uh, does that yeah summarize? Yeah, okay, go ahead. Yeah, you know, I, I think that the the hat tip to skip that that the station folks just gave, I think, is in due for another another hat tip. The work you guys have done on this API has really enabled an entire new class of applications and was the key missing point for a lot of the on-chain stuff that we've been working on and theorizing about for years. And honestly, you know, I think that this discussion around chain abstraction and intents has really crystallized a lot of my thinking around what's next. And, you know, what we have today is the first, with the Skip API and the middlewares and the different pieces in IBC, is the first real chain abstraction ecosystem that's working live in production. And, you know, you can go see the volume. It's fairly large and it's much larger than any other ecosystem. And in terms of just the bridged volume, IBC is incredible. But in terms of the complexity of the applications running on top of it, it's there's no peer. And I think that, you know, with other networks looking to catch up with IBC, what we need to build out is the pieces that are going to ensure that IBC continues to excel on this chain abstraction and intense vector, um, which I, I view kind of as the same thing in a lot of ways. Intense could be thought of as the way that um, the messages will travel through the network and chain abstraction can be thought about as the tooling that will be built to help enable those applications to run on many different chains. We already see the outpost model with White Whale and Astroport and Mars and all of these other folks. We see models like Quasar. We see a lot of really advanced architectures running in production with tons of value on IBC today. And I think what we need to do to sort of, you know, this has been a hobby horse of mine, and I think Barry and Mag are going to laugh because we've chatted about this before. Um, 
But I, I think that the thing that we can do to really protect that lead is to build out chain naming service. You know, right now we have an off-chain registry of a lot of IBC data in the chain registry, which is fantastic. And the purpose of setting that up a couple of years ago was to uh, prototype the data structures and build front-end integrations so that we understand what data is needed in that chain registry and how that data is going to be formatted. And I think over the process of the last three years, we do have a really strong uh, format for that data. We've got a lot of clients and usage. And I think now moving that on chain allows us to take it up another level and to be ready for advanced use cases around on-chain routing from smart contracts that help enable more complex intent-based architectures. And we can do that relatively simply. There's also the ability to do things like associating live light clients with the um, chain names that allows chains to bootstrap off bootstrap their trust relationships with other chains off of the chain registry, as well as allowing validators and full nodes to do the same, where they can pull the latest checkpoint from the chain registry and, and use um, state sync and other features. I think there's a lot of really compelling use cases for this chain registry. And uh, it's one of those things that we can and should build out. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Um, there's a lot of missing, I guess, to, to summarize it, like I think the Skip API has done a great job of kind of helping to improve the off-chain state of developer tooling around interop, but there's a lot of missing on-chain pieces still that need to be built. Um, Mike, did you have uh, something you wanted to add as well? Um, yeah. Uh, well, first, the, I did want to just echo uh, uh, Chris and and Jack and just say that I really appreciate having this opportunity to kind of give kudos where due. Skip is kind of one of those things I would say strange love as well is where when you're doing your job sufficiently, no one has any idea that you've done anything at all. Like everyone sees the wallet, but they don't see the guts that are behind it. And I sincerely appreciate, I, I made the comment before that like, um, and this is no shade to anybody because it is a catchy name in crypto, but a lot of platforms use the protocol name, but uh, from kind of a, a technical or an engineering standpoint, it's like TCPIP, right? Like how many normies know what that is? They may have heard it. They may have heard their techie people say it, but it's like, it's it's legitimately a protocol layer. It's It's something that... Um, things that they use every day are built on top of, but they have no need to necessarily know that it's there. So um, I definitely want to, to def like echo the kudos there because I, I sincerely appreciate all of that work. You know, we are standing on the shoulders of giants here. Um, but the other thing, uh, just if I had to add one wish list item, I would say also is uh, figuring out how we can, the sheer cost uh, of running all of this is such that like between indexer, indexers, relayers, light nodes, and, and FCD, um, is it's all on mainnet, right? So on test nets, you know, while chains have their test nets and stuff, because they're always in such volatile states, I don't think a lot of this exists on test nets. So almost everything we've done is test and prod. Like we would love to test this stuff like with, you know, play money and stuff like that on the test net, but that's the only other thing I, I wish, uh, like if I had to add one thing to my wish list item is like improve exactly what we're doing right now on mainnet, but on testnet. 
Well, we can we can certainly work on that on on, on our side. Um, so that's that's great feedback for us. The the closing thing I guess that I'd say is, you know, when we talk about cross chain UX, like we talked about at the beginning of the space, what we're talking about is trying to build an ecosystem of blockchains where everyone can have their sovereignty protected and can build whatever it is that they want, but where users, especially uh, folks who aren't power users, can move around that ecosystem and can interact with the chains that they want to and the applications that they need to without having to think about that. So that it all kind of feels like one chain from their perspective. And um, if you kind of look at the state of interop, I think in other ecosystems like the Ethereum ecosystem or the Solana ecosystem, it's really frustrating basically at every level, at the wallet level, at the bridge level, um, at the level of actually creating transactions, tracking them in block explorers. Because there was always this assumption, it's like, okay, well, there's one chain and now there's two, and now there's three. It was this like small problem, but it's going to get a lot bigger with all these new rollups launching. And in Cosmos, we've lived in that world for a long time in a world of like 50 plus chains. And we're only going to see more and more, especially with all these roll-up ecosystems launching. And I think for folks who are listening to this and thinking about you know, what they might build next or where the opportunities are to either invest or to build something, I just say like when you change your framing and you, th- and you assume, hey, this product that I'm using actually needs to function across 50 or 100 different chains. It needs to be built for that cross-chain world, whether it's a wallet-like station or a block explorer or any kind of RPC service or a lending protocol doesn't matter. If you if you start with that assumption that my users are going to be coming from everywhere and they're going to be using this everywhere, then you completely rebuild things from scratch. I mean, I think that's what the station experience has showed us. It's like the station V1, which was on Terra, was great, but there's really this whole process of restarting to go cross-chain and you have to pull a lot of things out. You have to change a lot of things. And so I think that just leaves a ton of green space for us to build better products for users Um, because a lot of that stuff still doesn't exist. Cosmos has best in class for all of those things, but we could still be better. You know, I I think just to like tag onto that point, Perry, about Cosmos having best in class, I I think one of the reasons for that is that scale has surprising emergent properties. And until you reach a certain scale, it's hard to understand what those are. And because of the fragmentation and the lack of tooling and lack of like centralized interop protocol and the rest of these other networks, and <laughs> not to mention the massive security issues that they've had, none of them have been able to reach the scale in terms of operation, i.e. number of chains, amount of volume crossing, multiple different applications on top of the same wires that IBC has. So we've run into and solved many of those problems before other folks have even been aware of them. And I think that, you know, a lot of last year folks were talking about like, is Cosmos going to make it? And I think with where we are now and the imminent launch of uh, ETH IBC and a number of other things, like we're either at a place or very close to a place where IBC has reached escape velocity and those advantages around scale are going to keep compounding. And I think that you know, these things around chain abstraction and intents in ensuring that we sort of pour the gas on those applications, um, that's going to be how we ensure that that escape velocity has been reached. Yeah, 
I think that's that's a great note to end on. Uh, I appreciate you guys joining and Jack, thank you for for hopping in last minute. I know the, this is one of your your favorite subjects of conversation, so glad to have you here as well. Um, I see skip spaces. I joined. <laughs> very simple algorithm. Uh, very scalable. And and Mike, thanks for joining as well. And and everyone who listened, appreciate your time. Uh, and let us know what you'd like us to chat about next. Sweet. Thank you all very much. Yeah, thank you. This was great. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless, trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets, dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments. Red down days, got them acting all bankless. Yo, fam, what? Check these token knocks. They probing this bear, flexing broken honest. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting knotters, and then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic. Never known the politic, I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom. Over impossible loss, it's all moss, and I'm liking the odds. Fond doing the morning, forming mycological bonds. Click the cap, yo, the road is highly involved. Flip a coin, diary falls. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy. Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come, first serve mentality. The teeth stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked in non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is play for keeps Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybellines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community all these low-hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach, coming standard to each I'm on the back, ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Bye.